Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 3 of the Fantasy Ramble. We're one week into the restart of the Bundesliga season and I myself am feeling very, very good because I have gone straight to the top of the Fantasy League and aim to stay there for the foreseeable. Rather than what we did last week where we tried to fit all 10 fixtures into an hour which led to a lot of waffling and a lot of just random points being made because none of us really had much knowledge of the Bundesliga football to go on. We're going to cut it down to four fixtures and then we'll be previewing um, the fifth fifth fixture for the next game week because we won't have an episode for the next game week as it is on Tuesday. So joining me today is a man who is very happy to be recording on the 21st of May, Struan Garvey, as two of his teams are celebrating today and he'll be hoping that a third team of his will be celebrating at the weekend. Oh, what a day, what a day. For, um, the, for the people at home, Struan, do you want to expand on what I've just said there? So, um, four years ago to the day, Hibernian won the Scottish Cup in a 3-2 victory versus Rangers. And even further back, 12 years ago, in the Champions League final, Manchester United beat Chelsea. And on the same day, Hibs won the Scottish Cup, Man United also won the FA Cup. So, this is a special day for my football passion. You, and you would have been happy with your third team, Bayern Munich, uh, picking up the win at the weekend over Union Berlin. It was a bit of a cagey game at points, but they managed to grind it out eventually. Was that yeah. a good good way to start things? Yeah, it was quite good. Um, it's weird because obviously the, the, the team I got, but what I quite like about the Bundesliga is even if they lose, it becomes a big plastic fan thing here, but even if they lose, I'm not too bothered. I'll just, just get on with my day type thing. It's not like where, you know, if Hibs or United lose, that's my weekend done yeah. sort of thing, which yeah, I quite yeah. like about this Bundesliga. Obviously, though, it is very plastic, but I, from what I've seen of Bayern Munich this season, it wasn't a great performance at all, but I think that's credit to Union Berlin. They've got mm-hmm. a system that they're going to play and they're not going to let chance after chance. I think, I think they made Bayern look quite weak, which in itself probably is an achievement for Union Berlin, Absolutely. to be honest, given the cost of their squad, what they've gone through, and again... The fact they were the home team and didn't have their great fans with them, they were just empty stadium. So, although it was a 2 0 defeat, I don't think they'll take anything bad from it, considering as well one of the goals was a penalty mm-hmm. and the other one came from a corner. So, I mean, they weren't really broken in open play, it was just a couple of set pieces cost them. And I'd imagine we'll be talking about Union Berlin a little bit later on after this. But also joining Struan and I today is a man who we constantly make fun of on the Fantasy Ramble just for his incompetent decision-making, but he's sitting one point off second and three spaces above Graham Sinclair in the league table. Taylor, how does it feel to finally be performing well for once? I swear to God, um, the, the song Top of the World doesn't even describe how I'm feeling. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it is outstanding. It just, I'm telling you, Bundesliga is my calling, and uh, who needs a Premier League mate? I've got knowledge of the Bundesliga. Is that you for next season? You're sacking off the standard show and just going to have your Bundesliga corner every week on the show when we bring when we come to you? I'm going to have to buy because this is my call and I found it. <laughs> I found it. Uh, did, did we ever find out who you were supporting, actually? Because you, know, uh, you, you went on last week to say uh, your allegiances for the Bundesliga. What I've went for is uh, a team that play amazing football, um, but don't win too much, but, you know, they're attractive. It's going to be Bayer Leverkusen, as you probably know. I keep banging on about them. Understandable. You'll have seen them more recently than any of us after they were at Ibrox and Havertz just kind of ripped the place to shreds. It's just, it's just. Sometimes you just sit back and just accept. Wow, just like he could literally take on the field interest team himself. I'm convinced that what a player he is, by the way. Like for being twenty year old, by the way, he made like a keeper of like. Uh, Alan McGregor's calibre just looked like they can carry Bell back in the playoff days, man. Honestly, it was <clears> real <throat> how much they actually tore us apart and what a team they have actually going. I can't see Havertz being in the Bundesliga too much longer. All right, well, there's some uh, points to be made about that. We'll get on to him just in a little bit as well. But finally, joining us for the first time in what seems like ages, we mm. have got Mr Jamie McIntosh, who... He's, he's not taking part in the league at the moment, but he's still keeping his contributions coming and he'll be more than happy than anyone to have been able to put a bet on last weekend. Yes. Even yes. though it didn't come up. No. Well, that that's kind of part and parcel, really. It's, it goes with the territory. But it, it, it would have been good to get back to a sense of normality, I suppose. Yeah, it was, well, it was just nice to kind of sit back and, and watch a game and have a punt, I had a beer, and a beer, a bet, and a, and a 
I've a Zoom session with my friends, so it was a very enjoyable Saturday afternoon. It's what modern football is all about at the moment, I suppose, because we can't get into the ground, so we might as well get the ground in the comfort of our own home, I suppose, which is... Precisely, and and because I don't kind of watch too many games on the football on the on the TV um, at home on a Saturday afternoon because I'm always following Hearts, which isn't very fun. Mm. Um, it was it was a change to be able to sit back and just have a day to watch watch all the football. It was nice, thoroughly enjoyed it. Fantastic, right? We will get cracking, but just I'll do a wee bit of promo for our friends at Extra Time here. Stuart and I were guests on their show on Tuesday. And we discussed the last round of the Bundesliga fixtures, the latest developments in Scottish football, of course, with the leagues being called as they were on Monday, something that Jamie had a lot to say about in the group chat. Um, so if you want to go and hear our thoughts and more on that, you can go and listen to Energy Extra Time on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. And for any more of our episodes, our previous episodes, you can find them on Energy Sport, of course, or on Apple Podcast, just search Energy Sport. Right, we'll get cracking and we will come to the first fixture of this weekend, which is huge for what it is, as we have Hertha Berlin versus Union Berlin in what some would call the Berlin Derby, funnily enough. And I think from what um, Cameron's preview of the Bundesliga restarting, I think it's the first kind of set of fixtures of the Berlin Derby in the top flight for... 40 years so it's it's a shame that there really aren't any fans for this one because we saw what it was like at Union Stadium on the reverse fixture before the turn of the year and it was absolute carnage so if there were going to be um, fans at any of these fixtures you would have wanted it to be the Berlin Derby but with the last set of fixtures in mind Hertha were very very impressive as they travelled away to Hoffenheim running out 3-0 winners and Union as Struan mentioned in the intro they fell to a Munich side that they probably will be fairly pleased with their performance in, but however pleased you can be with a loss is up for debate. So, Struan, I'll come to you since you'll have probably been watching this game. Union, how are we fancying their chances against Hertha? Because Hertha just kind of looked like a team unstoppable against Hoffenheim, but uh, Union were sitting solid, as you said. I think in terms of a watchable game, I think this will probably be the best one of the weekend. Like, the, the, no players really have you know the star names of your Royces, your Lewandowskis, your Sanchos, and what have you. But both teams are in good form. Although Union Berlin lost, it's not exactly a bad loss if, if there is such a yeah, thing. No. You know, it, was, it, was, it was a good defeat, and I think a derby as well. Even though there'll be no fans, I think this one. They're not the most attacking side, Union Berlin, but I think they will go for it, and. I think it'll just be really entertaining to watch. I don't know if it'll necessarily be a goal fest, but I think it'll be end-to-end. I think there'll be a lot of crunching tackles. I think there'll be plenty of cards given out. Might even see a, a wee red card somewhere in there. But, yeah, I think I think it could be good. What what would worry me is if Union Berlin take an early lead, mm-hmm. and in which case I think they'll just shut up shop and it could just be a boring 1-0. That, that would be my only fear. But based on uh, Hertha Berlin's performance last week, I think it'll be fine. Cunha looked incredible, probably the goal of the weekend in mm, my opinion, yeah. and they didn't even play Christoph Piatek or Solomon Kalou and they still ran away 3-0, so I think it could be a very watchable game. Just you talking about the kind of shutting up, shutting up shop there, um, we saw it was a very narrow scoreline in the reverse fixture as Union ran out 1-0 winners against Hertha. Jamie, I think a lot of that can be attested to the Union Berlin fans though, who have become very well known across the years for just being absolutely insane and being able to back their team to the death realistically so are we expecting the same level of performance from Union without that fan backing even in uh, Hertha's stadium or are we expecting the lack of fans to do Hertha more favours than Union? I think it's interesting um, you speak about how the, the derby in the reverse fixture um, and how the fans sort of played a part in that one and I think it was also very unfortunate that the Union couldn't get their fans to the home game against Bayern. Obviously, mm-hmm. the the giants of German football. That's probably just as big a big a miss for the supporters to to go and see kind of your Lewandowski's, as you said earlier, Struan in action um, than than the derby itself. But I think that last week Union, I was very impressed with them. They they set up in a decent shape. They were very well organised, 
And as we spoke, that they, they kind of made Bayern look fairly ordinary. Um, the penalty and a set piece, you know, other than that, they didn't really get sliced open too many times. They did score an offside goal in the first half. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I was fairly impressed with Union. And so I think to to say it's down to kind of just the fans is maybe a little harsh. Um, Bayern obviously did look relatively ordinary. And, you know, I think you're going to get that with teams in the first sort of couple of weeks trying to get back into their into the rhythm some teams look sharper than others um but i think this this weekend will will tell us a lot about the teams that are going forward how they're going to get on without supporters um because it will affect all teams but some more than others and i think that union the derby will be strange as we saw with dortmund and schalke at the weekend a derby with no fans just looks wrong it just yeah. feels weird um I've put it down for a draw. You know me, I love a 1-1 and the fact that they are so close in the table, um, this seemed the perfect excuse for me to come back with a 1-0 prediction in my first game. Uh, you say that close in the table, literally a point separating them. Yeah. Berlin just being 12th. But I think they, both teams will be looking for it because they are 7 and 8 points off playoff places respectively. Uh, Taylor, going on to talk about individual players, Struan mentioned Matthias Cunha. Uh, the weekend, one, potentially the goal of the weekend already and one of the best goals we've seen in ages of course um, uh, signing from Leipzig uh, in the January window, he's kind of I think three goals in five games it's something like that, it's one of those statistics so his goals per game is actually very good for his new club, are we expecting the same level of performance from him or is there someone else that you would highlight to put in the kind of performance of the game, the man of the match performance <clears throat> no, 100%. Matthias Kuna seems to be the real deal, considering he's, I'm pretty sure he's hit the ground running. They're very little, obviously, of Bundesliga I've watched recently. Um, given the Union Berlin's performances re recently, it seems to be what they do is uh, score, shop, shop, and basically work as a team effort. Mm -hmm. However, here for Berlin, as we witnessed over the weekend there, they, if they know they've got the team by a throat, they go for it. So, if anything, I feel like the more individual performances may come for here for Berlin in this derby, uh, basically what they'll be coming from is, I'm pretty sure, it's Solomon Cruz still plays with him, I'm pretty sure, I don't know how much uh, a game he's been playing, but I know he's been an inspirational figure within the Bundesliga in the years he's been there. Mm -hmm. uh, so he could be playing a key part. Obviously you've got, as, like, as Scottish people know, Derek Boyata. Celtic, he's way heifer. So whether he can nullify the uh, Union attack is there to be seen. But uh, it's all going to have to the classics. All got to come down to who wants it more in a day. I think. Mm -hmm. But going with individual performances, as you said, it's probably more going to come from uh, heifer. I think than Union because Union seems more a collective team and don't really have that one outstanding player. Mm -hmm. I right, well. You can look at a number of the statistics. Um, for anyone that's uh, playing along with the fancy game at all and looking for any Union players at all, I think your best bet is probably Christopher Trimmel in the midfield. Uh, he's got seven goal, assisted seven goals sorry, from set pieces this season, which is the best in Europe, one more than Trent Alexander-Arnold himself. Uh, looking at injury news uh, for Hertha, Kalou's not included and Kareem Rakik is still out with a knee injury. And Wolf is doubtful with an ankle problem, whereas for Union, Becker, Gozia, and Schlotterbeck, which is a fantastic name, uh, <laughs> are out due to thigh injuries, lack of match fitness, and a suspension, uh, respectively. So Jamie's put a score prediction on the board with a 1 1. I'm going to go a very kind of feisty 2 1 to Hertha, I think. I think they did really capture my attention last week, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of them if they do play with the same attacking fluidity and pressure that they uh, employed against Hoffenheim last weekend. But, Struan, what, what would you say to that? I'm, I'm going to go for a wee, a wee two-all in this one. I think what what would be ideal is a, is a Hertha a take the lead and then Union Berlin can fight their way back into a game. I, I think it probably would be a high score without being a hugely high score. I mean, for, for the Bundesliga standards, a, a two-all isn't even it's quite that high a goal. Like yeah. In the Premier League, you go, oh, great, great, four goals in the Bundesliga. It's like, oh, didn't even get six. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> God. But um, on, on Solomon Kalou, he's actually, I don't know if he'll play for the club again because he broke um, uh, like 
the rules basically he was shaking hands and stuff like that with people oh. when it came in after the outbreak. Mm, so I did see that that's right. I'd I'd advise keeping him away at the moment. I don't know if he will play again or not, but it's yeah. Mm. Just touch and go at the moment until we hear yeah. more. And so Taylor, it's a for me. are you looking to rival the two all? Are you predicting predicting a union win perhaps, or are you sticking with what we've spoken about already? Um, I'm finding it hard to see a union win, but in the same sense, they are let's let's be honest, they are good at defending. They seem to be able if they can nullify Bayern down to only a two goal win, then shows that they're doing something right. But I can see Heffer run out. I'm going three one. 3-1 at 3-1 it's like you might get the first goal and that's what's got to screw them over as Struan said they'll probably try to sit back and that's Kenya probably that's where he'll come out I'm even going to go with a boy at a goal since I've mentioned him now oh there we go that, that, that's your hot tip of the week Taylor's saying a boy at a goal and <laughs> that means it's going into his own net I meant to actually say this uh, last week on the show but uh, there's a guy called Felix Cruz at Union Berlin mm-hmm. and I'm 99% sure that's Tony's brother I think just, there was a cruise that, yeah, I think he did have a brother that was playing in the Bundesliga, so it may well be. So and we can I'm, fact I'm, check that. Yeah, that is, yes, that is. That. He is the younger brother of Tony Cruz, yes. And uh, Kadira's younger brother plays for Augsburg as well, random. Anyway, sorry. It's a family affair in the Bundesliga this weekend, clearly. Uh, we'll move on to a couple of teams we probably have a bit more knowledge about, just having seen them play in Europe more frequently. Uh, a big top of the table clash because we've got uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, hosting Bayer Leverkusen. Both teams obviously ran out winners in their previous fixtures. We had uh, Mönchengladbach winning 3-1 against Frankfurt in a game that they were really controlling it in the first half. And then the last 10-15 minutes, they really allowed Frankfurt back into it. Uh, and Struan was talking about equalisation. Uh, that's a word I never thought I'd say. Frank Frankfurt getting the equaliser late on, which was mental to think that they were, they were two goals down. But they did look to be coming into it, and Gladbach did seem to lose control. Bayer Leverkusen, on the other hand, looked far superior to most teams that we saw over the weekend with a thumping 4-1 victory over Werder Bremen. And that man we mentioned earlier, Kai Havertz, ran the show. This is going to be an exciting game. I think I'm def I'm definitely going to be paying close attention to this one. Um, we'll come to Gladbach first. Uh, Taylor, they took the lead within 40 seconds on. Um, Saturday, which day was it actually? Saturday it was. Saturday, yeah. They took the lead within 40 seconds on Saturday and then doubled it just a few minutes later and were looking very, very comfortable despite not really um, creating much more until they got their third goal through the penalty. Are we expecting more of the same in a kind of bigger contest, you would say, or are we expecting um, Leverkusen to kind of push them to continually be going for goal? Oh, 100%. Um, I think... Uh, Gladbach are probably going to go into this with a lot of confidence even though it's weird to say even though they're sitting in third a lot of people are looking at Bayer Leverkusen as the favourites even though Leverkusen are sitting in fifth like two points behind them but I think most people are writing Gladbach off duty probably the hype around Havertz basically got uh, Leverkusen's style they've been playing recently and how much their fortunes changed over the season but um Gladbach have got a, num- a number of like, great players. Obviously, you've got the god himself, the Breland and Ball. You know, what a guy he is, by the way. He's just, he's, I'm pretty sure he's 19. He's 19. No, in fact, he's 23 now. My apologies. <laughs> That's that long ago that I've, I remember him 19 just tearing up the league. That, but Taylor, you remember him just, when he was 19 because you probably had him on a career mode on FIFA. That's uh, probably I think what that is, <laughs> I was about to think that. I remember having him on a career mode and then actual. I'm pretty sure he was with Basel at the time still and he was just tearing up. And I was like, what a player. And then obviously I've got other players like Alison Plea and or, uh, you've got like, the experience of that Raphael. But they've got they've got such a good solid group which I'm glad by. And the, as the old saying goes, the table doesn't lie so they've been performing well this season. And they've got a really good team, but will they have enough to take down Leverkusen? I'm going to doubt it, because, you know, the main man, Kai Havertz, is just going to tear them apart. Yep, so that is... Yeah, it's a good point you make. They, they do have a lot of um, talent. They've obviously, Marcus Turam, uh, Breland Bolo, uh, Ben Sebaini, the defender who got an assist and a goal, which I thanked him for very much. So if you're looking for a defensive option, 
for uh, one of the top five teams, Ben Sabini, is the penalty taker. We learned that on Saturday, much to my uh, delight. But, Struan, we've highlighted um, Kai Havertz a lot, and rightly so. He's one of the most exciting talents in German football. But are there any other players for Leverkusen that you can expect to stand out at all in this game on Saturday? Well, I, I was really impressed with uh, Demirbe against Werder Bremen. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of those where Havertz is always going to get the attention just because of who he is. But, you know, there's a lot of other players in the team who do stand out. I think mm-hmm. Bellarabi played well as well from what I saw. But what, one thing I actually would say is I, I fancy Gladbach more in this game because right, okay. I think as the two teams, I think they are marginally better. And not, not to take anything away from Leverkusen, but watching that, that game against Werder Bremen, I would say more of it was due to Werder Bremen's just poor defending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they just didn't look in the game. I reckon if that had been Dortmund against that same Werder Bremen team based on how they played against Schalke, I reckon that could have been about 6 nil. Wow. Honestly, they, ju- they just did not look up to sorts at all, which is kind of the theme of their season. But yeah, I, I think Demir Bay is the player who I would say is is the standout for... Apart from Kai Havertz, Apart of course. Um, Paulinho, the young striker, he's he's quite entertaining to watch as mm. well. But other than that, I think it's mostly just going to be Kai Havertz's attention. And of course, the, the Bender brothers are there as well. Who, I think it was Sven played at the weekend. Sven's and, uh, available. Uh, Lars is doubtful with yeah. a foot injury. So that take that to discretion. Um, yeah, to be fair, I'm very much looking forward to this game. I think both teams do have a lot of... Um, exciting players in them but Jamie is there a risk that this ends up just a very boring game when you come up with these two teams that have such exciting players and exciting talent um is there a chance that it could just be a bit overhyped and we could end up with a bit of a poor scoreline come the end of it that's no absolutely not in in my opinion um this game really screams goals if you ask me I would say it's my game of the weekend um, both Gladbach are relatively strong at home and Leverkusen are, are relatively strong overall, but um, away from home as well, they're, they're relatively strong. Gladbach have scored 30 goals in the 13 home games they've played this season and Leverkusen have scored 24 in their 13 away games. As we said, both teams were relatively impressive last week. Um, I was drawn between a 2-1 home win or a 2-0 draw and I've just given the edge to Gladbach. Merely just on on form, the fact that um, the fact that above them in the table, and I, I wasn't sure, you know, Leverkusen played well last week, but uh, you know, I, I'm kind of inclined to agree with Struan in the fact that that Bremen were really pretty poor, and Leverkusen won't get the kind of gifts that they got against Bremen. But I certainly don't think it'll be a, a dull affair by any means. I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think it is probably going to be one of the games of the weekend. Uh, I am under the impression that Leverkusen are just going to edge it. I think they are. They remind me of Klopp's Liverpool when he first entered the when he first came to the Premier League, and it was a case of it doesn't matter how many we concede if we concede four we'll score five and win. So I think due to that mentality and how fierce they are going forward, I can see them getting maybe a one or a two goal lead early on. And that's going to force Gladbach to try and get back into it. And due to perhaps a lack of consistency along the back line for Leverkusen, I can see them. I can see them conceding. So I'm going to go with a three-two victory for Bayer Leverkusen. Struan, I agree with that. Oh, you agree with that, Taylor? Yes, exactly. But I was going for three-two Leverkusen. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Havertz is on the score sheet. They will concede goals. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Solid strewn. A response to that. Let's I'm, I'm going to go it. for uh, another 3-1 Gladbach. I think it'll be extremely Ooh. similar to Frankfurt in the sense that they'll get a goal, maybe two, then they'll just sit back, soak in the pressure, catch another counter-attack on Leverkusen. Leverkusen will probably get a goal somewhere in the game. I'm not sure where it'll come, but I think Gladbach will probably just hold out the way they did last time. So one thing we could probably agree on with this fixture, whoever scores first is going to make a real difference on who wins this game. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Well, we'll see. We'll see how many of us are right and realistically how many of us are wrong. Come <laughs> Saturday, uh, we'll move on to the next fixture, which is again on Saturday. Uh, Wolfsburg are hosting uh, Borussia Dortmund, and Wolfsburg themselves, if I just checked last week's, uh, yeah, they uh, ran out two one winners over Augsburg in a very, uh, with a very late winner um, in quite dramatic fashion, and we'll be quite glad that they did. Uh, get the three points having been 1-0 up at half time 
Dortmund and what was the, probably the game of the weekend, considering the stature of it in the Riviera Derby, uh, destroyed Schalke, quite frankly, in a 4-0 victory. Uh, that poor Schalke goalkeeper, he's, he's just a boy, and he looked so, so <laughs> he's lost. Just he's, he's just a boy. He's just a boy. But I bet in the Simpsons, stop, he's already dead. It, it, what, it was... A ve- it was men against boys that's how I described it earlier in the week um, Guerrero had two fantastic finishes Haaland of course got on the score sheet and then I finally got to celebrate a Hazard goal in what seemed like forever as Thorgan got the third but I can see this going very very similarly in all honesty um, Jamie I'll come to you for this one uh, Wolfsburg they did concede to uh, Augsburg and had to uh, battle back late on to get the winner, whereas Dortmund just looked in cruise control for the vast majority of the game, and that was without players like Sancho and uh, Royce on the in the starting eleven. Are we expecting much of the same, or do you reckon Wolfsburg are putting up a bit more of a fight? Yes and no. Um, I expect Dortmund to win, but I do expect much more of a fight. Wolfsburg, um, you're right, they, they weren't... <laughs> Particularly the scoreline. Anyway, I didn't watch the whole game, but the the scoreline suggests that Wolfsburg were a little lucky to to squeak past Osberg, who are nowhere near the quality of this this current Dortmund side. So on paper, you would have to put it down for a Dortmund win. However, Wolfsburg at home, the Wolfsburg defence, who have only conceded thirteen goals in their thirteen home games this season, a relatively strong strong home form um, to go by. However, they also don't score that many either, and I do just think that Dortmund's attacking qualities will 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 get them over the line in this one. But I do think it'll be a tight game, and I've gone for one nil to Dortmund. It seems a bit mad to think they could go from a four nil win at home to a one nil right. win away yeah. so quickly, considering yeah. how fluid they looked, especially after they got those first twenty minutes out of the way when they were getting back and used to playing again, playing a stadium, playing a high stakes competitive game. They just looked so fluid and so switched on. Um, Struan, uh, how, just how impressed were you with Dortmund? And in particular, Julian Brandt, who had, who was probably the standout player of the weekend, let alone the fixture. Well, as, as a Bayern fan, I have to say, watching how good Dortmund play, it really does, it really does frighten me. But that, that Dortmund team is absolutely incredible, to be honest. Julian Brandt was unbelievable. He came, he came from Leverkusen in the summer and it's, it's almost like you know Royce is getting a bit old oh, and in comes Julian Brandt problem solved you know they were missing the key midfielders and the likes of Axel Witzel Emery Chan was missing Royce himself was missing uh, Nicholas Schulz at left back who has had a pretty poor season he was missing as well so it's like, it wasn't even a full strength Dortmund team mm-hmm. and they just walked over Schalke and that's also a very rusty team who haven't played in two months mm. and they've they were probably the stand-up team of the weekend from what you'd saw. And again, they didn't even have Sancho in that game either. You know, they were they were so almost stripped bare. They lost Reyna in the warm-up as well. Mm-hmm. I, I reckon once this team get their form back and the, the full squad back as well, I think they could definitely just walk over opponents left, right and centre, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I... I feel like we might be discarding Wolfsburg a little bit just in this conversation just because of how impressive Dortmund were at the weekend. Taylor, um, this Wolfsburg team, there aren't many, too many standout players. I mean, you had Matt, uh, Arnold who scored an absolute screamer very early on in the season that still gets talked about today. Um, Breckel is a talented young winger on the left-hand side and they do have a number of decent players but nothing that were really making headlines. So, one thing that can be said about them is that they have to be mentally strong to be able to fight back and get that last-minute winner against Augsburg at the weekend. So are we perhaps discounting them too early and just assuming that Dortmund are just going to go into this game and quite simply get a win? Or are we are talking some sense? Um, I feel it is some sense, but in the same sense, I wouldn't completely write them off. Mm-hmm. They're sitting sixth and have been playing somewhat decent this season. As you said, they don't really have too many big-name players, but the one thing they do have on their side is a strong mentality. As they've got the last minute against Augsburg uh, winner last week, they've done it before where they've been drawn and need a win. They've done it against Hoffenheim where they managed to get the... It was a last-minute winner, but they managed to get the winner eventually there. Mm-hmm. 
and they've also been able to um, go down to 10 men against a very weak uh, Dusseldorf side while being behind and yet still come back and get a draw. So what they do have on their side is they've got a strong mentality and a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. Whether though that will outweigh ability in the end is very hard to see. Um, it's just it's just one of these ones where we're going to have to see how it plays out. It could just be... Wolfsburg could literally just catch Dortmund on a bad day, and which is hard to think, considering Dortmund have got players like Haaland, Brandt, Hazard. It's just... It's very unlikely, but mm-hmm. as proven in the past, they've even drew with Leipzig, who obviously haven't been playing too well recently. But as I said before, their work ethic and their strong mentality to grind out results can help them through this. And I generally do believe that this isn't going to be a completely one-sided game. This will be... I'm going to go see. I should go down in the last 15 minutes to see who gets the winner. Yeah, I can believe that. Mm. Wolfsburg are no mugs. No, no. They've definitely got a talented squad and they've proven that over the years in the Bundesliga. Um, looking at players to perhaps chuck into the conversation for your own teams uh, for this weekend. Um, if you don't have Haaland, you're not playing the game right at all. Um, <laughs> we saw at the weekend just what Julian Brandt can do. I think we're predicting Emery Chan to be back for this weekend, so that could be yet another player to bolster Dortmund's um, options, especially when he can just break the play down in the midfield. Um, Wolfsburg, again, probably wouldn't chuck any defenders in just because I think we're all under the impression that Dortmund are scoring regardless. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to put anyone in, maybe Arnold, Breckel, or the players that were mentioned previously, just so they would be able to get the goals that potentially can come for them. And I think, well, I think this is going to be a 2-1 to Dortmund and I think, as Taylor said, it'll be quite high stakes going into the last 10-15 minutes and that's when Dortmund will get the winner. But that's just my opinion. What does what do the rest of you think? I'll come to Struan for a score prediction first. I'm going for a four two Dortmund. Ooh. I'm going for a high th- I, I was actually gonna go five three. Sure I was thing. gonna go five three and then I thought no, we'll go down. I think oh, it's, it's it's the Bundesliga and that's gonna be a goal. I think that's that's not to t- that that would suggest, you know, like Wolfsburg are not good, but I think that's more just credit to Dortmund and how good a side they are, but also the fact that they are quite ropey defensively you know like they do score a lot but they, they do tend to concede some stupid goals at times here and there this season so forward is probably a bit extreme but i think we've always got to have that that crazy score prediction after what, eight eight six <laughs> eight we had six last, week. So, last week I'll, um, I'll go for a four two dortmund i couldn't name the scores but that's that's the score jamie you were set you were settled on a one nil to dortmund there taylor yeah. are you of the same mentality, or are you expecting goals like Strewn? I just can't believe Graham went for an 8-6. That's like something I'd come out with. Man. <laughs> what? That's why he's bottom, what? maybe. Maybe he's taking the Taylor Murray approach and he's sitting bottom of the league just now. Oh, man, you never go for Taylor Murray. Never go for it. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm probably agree. It's not going to be a goal fest. It's, well, if it is a goal fest, it will be very tight, though. One goal will, will be in it. Whether who that's two, it's... See, to be honest, if there are fans in the stadium, by the way, I could have said Wolfsburg might have actually got this. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to say, given it's, it's level playing field issue, we're probably going to get um, going into like, basically two teams going head to head, like basically with no fans, just pure ability. Dortmund's got to come out in this. One goal winner, which I'm going to say, uh, i say 2 1. Yeah, 2 1. Yeah, 2 1. Something just to add on to this fixture just before we move on to our fourth fixture of the day. Both teams have got a lot riding on this game. Dortmund, if they get the win, they continue to push Bayern Munich. And considering next week's backs of fixtures, that's huge for them to go into that on good form. Wolfsburg, they potentially could slip out of a European spot if they lose this one. So both teams are fighting for this, uh, fighting for their seasons really with this game. So it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. The final fixture that we're discussing in this game week is going to be Mainz versus RB Leipzig. Now we've picked this one purely based on the fact that there's a fair bit more to talk about considering how these two teams' last fixtures went. Mainz were 2-0 uh, down to Cologne um, coming into the um, set. Was it the second half or was it? Oh no, They, they were... scored the second just after halftime. 
Aye, so more or less coming in 2-0 down from the start of the second half and battled back to get it to 2-all and perhaps felt a bit unlucky that they couldn't then press on for a winner. Whereas Leipzig were stalling. They, they'd had a bit of a stalled start to life as we know it back in the Bundesliga and could only muster up a one-all draw with Freiburg. That actually might seem a bit disrespectful of Freiburg. They're sitting 7th and could potentially go 6th this weekend, but nevertheless, for a team like Leipzig who have been flying all season, they were probably expecting to win that game. Taylor, we had a lot of discussion last week on the show and just in weeks previous, just amongst ourselves, over how much Timo Werner's been touted as the next big player to make a move to be at England or Spain, with Liverpool being mentioned heavily. He was um, anonymous on Saturday, in all honesty. Um, what Can we expect the same, or are we expecting him to come back and come in this game f- uh, swinging? Before I start this, just so I can get over, uh, over and done with, Leipzig can do one as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they right off your butt. <laughs> done me out of 215 quid. I had them basically certain to win, but no, they were 1-0 down. They had to, Pilsen had to come on score and I'm just not happy with them right now so I basically <laughs> we're not on speaking terms no. so I'm mostly, mostly just going to go away they can do no worse than what they did last week what they're going to do is they've got to come out and I don't care what they do they've got to at least score four or five before I even consider oh looking at them God. after what they've done like, seriously how does a team who started off the season relatively well go in a, a Basically, a game with a mentality where they end up going down 1 0 and struggle to get back again. Uh, Freiburg, yes, they're in seventh and they could possibly go up to sixth, but RB Leipzig have literally got the players to demolish them. They've got Werner, they've got Pilsen, Nkuku, they've got Ampadu. Amp- they've got Ampadu in defence. Lookman as well. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is just annoying. This is getting more. They have the team. In fact, if anything, I'd actually say they've probably got a better all-round team. No, don't, Le- don't say it. Don't, no, don't no, say no, 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 I'd say they've got a better all-round team than what Leverkusen has. I'd say they've probably got the third-best team. What, in fact, I just realised they've got Angelo in defence. That kind of excru- explains everything. But besides that, they have the, probably the third-best team in the Bundesliga, and yet they're struggling to win. Wait, so who I'm have they got in defence? Uh, so they've got a- Angelo. Uh, that oh, Angelino. It's Angelino. <laughs> Ended, I think that game against Liverpool and Gary Neville's commentary actually ended his career in England, to be honest. Uh, based, just, I'm just not happy with them. The fact is they've actually got such a good all-rounded team and they can't do nothing. How does Timo Werner, Timo Werner, like, he's getting linked to Liverpool, I know he wants to go to Liverpool, but at least score, mate. 1-2-1 at least. No, he doesn't. I'm not... <laughs> oh. It's just how... Oh, he's actually he's gone mad. This is this no, is the most angry I've ever heard you. Right. No, Pil- you said Pilsen, by the way. I'll give me joke because at least he bailed him out of actually getting a defeat. Because see, I'm pretty sure a defeat would have actually made him slip to fifth. If yeah, a defeat would have made him slip to probably fifth. Uh, in fact, there'd have been fourth and goal difference. My apologies, but seriously, they should, that should have been a game that was a banker to win. A hundred percent banker to win. Just, mm. I'm just no happy. No, you don't sound it, to be fair. Um, the ironic thing about it is they were lucky not to lose it in the end. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I exactly. really did. That was quite dramatic, just right at the end. It was a similar situation timing to when Wolfsburg got their winner. Uh, Freiburg got a supposed winner, but then VR ruled it out for offside. <sighs> and Leipzig could actually count themselves lucky that they ended up with a point. And, all, and that rant that Taylor just had, I completely forgot the question I asked him. So I feel like yeah, I'm, so gonna, did I actually. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> no, okay. uh, no, your question was basically MD. I think it was MD a bit. Oh no, I, I remember now. It was about. It was whether, about Werner. It was about Werner. Whether he'll have the same kind of slow start <laughs> to this game, or whether he'll actually come out and prove himself well, because he had a lot of doubters. Worse. That's my answer. He can't do any worse. Right. We'll let Taylor. We'll let Taylor cool off for five five <laughs> minutes, and we'll talk about the rest of the game. Uh, Jamie, how did you kind of view Mainz's performance on the weekend? I mean, battling back from 2-0 down, are we going to give them a bit more of a due, maybe going into this one, considering how Leipzig got on? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I watched the game on, on Sunday lunch and uh, I, I was really impressed with mine. Um, they, they started slow and considering we've kind of just come back from a break, I'm not sure you could really criticise any team too harshly for, for a slow start. So they found themselves 2-0 down shortly after halftime and they battled back and, you know, they certainly looked the likelier of the two sides to, to go on and win it towards the end of the game. And I think if they start better this time, I think they'll cause Leipzig plenty of problems. Um, who were relatively uninspiring last week against Freiburg, I thought. Um, certainly in front of goal, the likes of Lukman in particular mm-hmm. um, seemed seemed very rusty. So I don't know whether to, to kind of say that Leipzig will be much better with a kind of a game under their belts, um, but I expect to, to say the same for Mainz, who, who got better as the game went on. And I think if Mainz start this game better than they did last week, then I think they'll take points off them and have gone for another 1-1. See, I'm actually, I think that's, I'm going to agree with the 1-1, in all honesty. I think it is going to be a very kind of cagey game between the two. I don't think Leipzig are going to be fully at the races yet. I think it's going to be midweek before we see the best out of them. And Mainz, they've kind of shown that they do much better late on, um, just from that one game. And I think it's going to be the same kind of story. But Struan, I don't know if you're agreeing or are you have you got a different opinion entirely. Well, as for an opinion, uh, mine's is that there'll be a Leipzig win. Oh no! <laughs> anyway, no, Sweet yeah, I think, I think Leipzig, and I think Nagelsmann will definitely have had some words in the changing room after and at halftime. Given how abysmal that performance is, I think certain players like Lukman will not even see the field. At the <laughs> I, I, I don't think he'll be used at all, even though you can make five subs. Uh, Upa Meccano's coming back he was serving a subsen- uh, well, that's a suspension big. which probably will help take out uh, Robin Quice and I think that's how you pronounce it from Mainz he's, on, yeah. mm-hmm. he's, he's their main goal threat so I think this will be one of those results where Leipzig won't have many goals but they'll, they, they were all over Freiburg I mean the goal Freiburg scored I think if you, if you ever think you know coming back after a long hiatus is going to make the players rusty that, that first Freiburg goal is ridiculous from the corner. It literally <laughs> com- comes off a player, nobody's really reacting, and it's in the back of the net. Right I think I think the general quality will be a lot better this weekend, and I think this will be one of those bounce-back results. You can just compare it to like whatever you have this season so far after a really poor result. You know, They just get themselves back up as well, with Leverkusen, Mönchengladbach, Dortmund, and Munich, the other five teams in the Thierry's, all winning. And with some of them meeting each other this weekend, I think this is one of those where Leipzig can't afford to have another slip up but I'll go for a 2-0 to Leipzig yeah just talking about things um, we were looking at um, players to put in your team Christopher Nkunku he didn't really do anything but he still got 8 points so if you're looking just for a kind of averaging out fairly just below 10 points a game Nkunku did well because you get uh, points for goal attempts passes to a shot that wouldn't even necessarily lead to a goal uh, tackles and minutes played you get two points so you get a lot more points for a lot more things in the Bundesliga game which is why I got what 123 points this week and I've never been anywhere close to that in FPL it's very interesting there's a lot more depth to it which is quite cool I, lo- I love seeing my players who have not actually scored or assist and they've got like 13 odd points and you're just thinking whoa <laughs> I got 20, 22 points out of uh, Ben Sabayini this week, which is ridiculous for a defender. That's that's like a captain in an FPL who's had a hat-trick. <laughs> Realistically, <That's> yeah. Like... <laughs> anyway, Jamie and I went for a 1-1. Taylor, have you, are you willing to give maybe a reasonable score prediction now that you've had time to calm down? Uh, anything <laughs> less than a fecal weed, I'm not happy, so I'm going to go 3-0. Three in a Leipzig. Yeah, I don't wait. Uh, no, they're low conceded. I'll take that back. Three one. Three one. Okay. I, say, I say there's gonna be less. I just they're gonna disappoint me. You've gone. You've three. gone from sounding really angry to just really sad now. <laughs> yeah, you sound really depressed now. <laughs> it's just I, I actually I just went on a little bit of a rant and it's just it's just my emotions were anger, sadness, and it's just reality it's just hit. Jesus, wait, try and liven up, mate, come on. Yeah, we need a pick-me-up now. So did you give a score prediction there? Uh, I had a 2 in a Leipzig. 2 in a Leipzig, perfect. Right, that concludes all the fixtures we're going to talk about from this weekend, but we do want to mention one more, because it is considered by many as potentially the biggest fixture in all of German football when it comes around, and it's not until Tuesday night. So 
Tuesday is going to be huge for this game in particular because we have, where is it, Dortmund Bayern. Which is massive, considering if both teams win this weekend, they're four points apart. Dortmund win this, they go one point within top of the table, and we could see Bayern dethroned by the end of the end of the end of the year, which is mental to think. That Jamie, do you share that kind of assumption that this is the biggest game in German football, or would you go and say there's one bigger? No, this is the game, the the, the biggest game, certainly the, the big match at the moment. But yeah, this is the this is the I think they call it the classic, don't they? Their classic, classic, yeah. Their classic, right? Yeah, no, this is the this is certainly probably the biggest game of the season. Um, you've got four points separating the teams. Dortmund are at home, obviously. I, I think it's a game that Dortmund need to win if they're mm-hmm. going to have any chance of of kind of winning the title. Just because Bayern, I don't expect Bayern to drop that many more points. So you know, Dortmund really need to take some take some points off the of Bayern here. You think? Absolutely. And I could see it. I can see it too. I can see it too. Except, well, that's just a Dortmund fan and me, I suppose, talking. Struan, as our resident uh, Bayern fan, that we all, we've all come to accept at this point, um, are you expecting business as usual when these two teams meet? Or is it going to be maybe a bit more complicated because of the break and the lack of fans, etc.? I think, I think, as Jamie said, this is Dortmund. This is a big game for Dortmund. You know, if they, if they do lose, that could be the title almost over mm-hmm. and as you said it, they could either get it to one point or it could be seven because based on how Bayern have played it doesn't look like any other team is necessarily going to hold them back mm-hmm. based on fixtures well they're getting Frankfurt out of the way at the weekend which will be a big game for them as well so I think this is almost the biggest game of the season for Dortmund and I do actually expect a Dortmund win narrowly because they, they've had quite a lot of success in these fixtures recently of course they met in the, the Super Cup equivalent in the Mm-hmm. Uh, just at the start of the season which they won 2-0 I believe it was good performance from Sancho and I think as well a lot of players might actually be rested at Wolfsburg mm-hmm. I think the five subs will be used probably quite sparingly in the sense that around about the 50th 60th minute you'll see quite a lot of key players come off I think that actually might be as well why Sancho was rested because it seemed a bit daft to sub on a player who was injured even though you were 4-0 yeah. up Aye. so I think I think that's more of he's just getting rested built up for the Bayern Munich game mm-hmm. And I think as well, Chan will probably be similar. He'll either be subbed on or off uh, the weekend here. So I think they are already looking ahead to that fixture. And based on how former things are going, they'll they'll definitely suffer from not having the yellow wall. But I think they will. Maybe a goal. A goal will decide this game and it might decide the title as well. It's exciting times. It really is exciting times ahead. Taylor, are you in the same... um mindset that Bayern win the title's theirs. Mm, uh, yeah, 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 it's going to have to be. If basically, if Bayern win, say both teams win this weekend, Bayern win, seven-point gap, really, it's still possible, but really, really tough to see them close it down. Because uh, I don't think, Bayern have Leverkusen, then after that, it's like, in fact, they've got guard back as well, but I can't see them dropping points to Leverkusen and Gladbach, so it's basically this is if Dortmund win this, puts the pressure on, then there's more likely Bayern could be feeling the pressure and they might slip up, but mm-hmm. if, if Bayern win this, that's just going to be same as always, run out winners, then basically rinse repeat. So going for the game I don't it's tough because um, I can't. I don't remember the exact result. I'm pretty sure it was last day they played in the week. It was was it four nil, three nil. I think Bayern ran out. Yeah, four nil. They ran out. I wasn't sure if Haaland played that game or not. But no. is that, would this, he, he would this be Haaland's first game? That's what. Uh, that's what be his first game against first Bayern. Yeah. So this could be interesting to see how he performs in this because he could be the spot that Dortmund looked to have over. Mm-hmm. Um, Bayern last spot that they had was. Lewandowski and well, Lewandowski and now, Lewandowski is now on the receiving and the, the delivering end. end. Should receive, yeah. yes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know about this game. Um, I don't know how it's going to play out. It's just going to be. I think it's going to be really tight. In fact, I would even say it's going to be a draw. I mm-hmm. think it could be a draw. By the way, it's just going to be an anticlimax. Oh, not anticlimax. Nah, that's harsh. It's going to be an exciting game, and basically it's going to be a draw. And nothing will change. 
I feel well, like that's what it's mm. going to come down to. I think one thing that you can hand to Dortmund in this one, Haaland has completely transformed their attack and has given them a piece of the puzzle that they were just missing completely. And looking at the looking at Dortmund's fixture list after Bayern, they have a fairly like easy run and only Steady. have to play Leipzig. Um, in terms of the t- other top five teams after that, so they might have an easier time of it. But as football, anything can happen. But the one thing I would say, I think from now on in, they're going into every single game with a must-win attitude, because yeah. even even if they do get 100%. the win over Bayern, they're still a point behind. So nothing can change unless Bayern drop points. But in Dortmund's mind, they will genuinely have to go in and win every game. Everyone, yeah. I, I, I can't put a score prediction on this. In all honesty, this is so hard to call. I, I find Bundesliga in general is a lot harder to call for scores because a game could very easily be 1-0 or it could be about 7-2. There's, <laughs> there's just there's such a wide gap in the mm. two teams because every game is guaranteed goals. I think there was 1-0-0 all of last weekend and every other game had at least two goals in it, which two yeah, goals doesn't sound a lot, but... If you take a weekend in the Premier League or another league compared to it, you'll probably see a few 1-0, 0-0, 1-0, one alls or something mm. like that. Yeah, so. talk about that. Uh, I'm pretty sure in, in five weeks, six weeks in a row, Dortmund got over three goals. They scored 5-5-5-4-4. Five, 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 four, four. Like, that is just insane. I'd, I'd love to attend a Dortmund game every single weekend. The entertainment would be fantastic. I think for a season <laughs> ticket, you're waiting and, like five years or something on a wait list. Because oh, there's be, that yeah. high demand for it. And I think it's like 96% of like allocation is like season tickets or something. It's mental how many people actually go to the games that are going every week. It's quite admirable. But on that note, that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Fantasy Ramble. I want to thank Strew and Taylor and Jamie for joining me on this call today to get this sorted. I want to thank everyone that's listening for tuning in and listening to us talk for an hour or so because it's something we all love doing especially in lockdown where there's not really much else going on uh, good luck with your t- well, uh, Taylor's rant that, that kind of made I'm the episode I just, now I'm thinking about it I feel like that, that may be a wee bit too harsh on Leipzig they've tried their hardest I'm, I'm sure Timo, Timo Verne will be listening to this back just crying his eyes out because Taylor Murray from Wishaw has just been mean to him he's not coming anywhere near the UK now in a transfer I see what he's done <laughs> Graham will be after you there you go. That that's us. Yeah. So uh good luck this weekend with your teams. We will see you uh again next week. Stay safe and thanks for listening.